0: I am unashamed, what about you? So I'm sitting there in the duck blind, and I'm monitoring, everybody monitors their shooting skills, especially as each passing year comes along. So I'm monitoring my shooting skills, and I'm thinking, you know, there was a time (laughs) What well, I would have never missed that duck, and the day I uh, the day that kicked something into high gear was when I emptied my gun three times during the morning. It was early, early in the morning. So this is
1: nine shot. This is three times three.
0: This is this is three times three. This okay. is boom, boom, boom with ducks in range and none yeah. of them fall.
2: You know what the worst part of that was is me and Chad were in another blind but we were watching yeah oh yeah we Ed could Edwards see you you had an audience so yeah.
0: i'd already come to a conclusion i could i could be watching television <laughs> and i could take this hand and put it over my right eye and the and the and the biggest writing there is you know the headline couldn't even see that so i'm looking with my left eye trying to just see what i'm seeing and it's everything is a blur everything Well, you take a foggy morning, daylight in the morning. You're in a duck blind, and your left eye—you can't see from here to that wall right there. Yeah, (laughs) it's just like a depth
2: perception. Plus, you got to realize how far they are. Your lead.
0: Sure. So I'm sitting there. So during the duck season, the further it went, I said, "Okay, I didn't hit seventy-three here, and (laughs) I'm uh, old age has crept in." So I said. I told Miss Kay, I said, I got back from that hunt where I missed the three time, boom, 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 nothing, boom, 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 nothing, boom, 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 nothing. You know, I see a lot of other individuals go to the duck blind. That's the way they shoot. I've done it. Oh, yeah. I'll admit so it. So I said, well, I said, I've come to a conclusion, Miss Kay. I said, get a hold of the eye people. And I said, I, I need to have my eye looked at. My left eye. The eye people. What's so, crazy is uh, the it's, guy uh, told me about five six years ago. You have a cataract in your left eye. He said we'll have to watch that. It, so at it, some it'll point get, it'll get bad. Some some point you it'll can't get
2: watch back. it because you can't see it.
0: Yeah. Can't How would it? you watch it? So anyway, I'm I'm a one-eyed man in a duck blind <laughs> and one almost as good as. <laughs> The younger bucks with two eyes, but I'm sitting here with one eye I'm doing pretty good, but yeah. not good as I ought to be doing. So, I, so three days, I said, book it for three days after duck season. Duck season ends. And I said, okay, <laughs> now let's check out our shooting skills on how to fix it. So I go see the eye man. And he says, yeah, he recommended someone else to do the surgery. So they take your lens out because it gets cloudy. The reason everything was cloudy. Is my lens is cloudy. It's it's so they take that out and replace it. What was amazing is they get you ready in two or three days for the for the ordeal. You go in there about 7:30 in the morning and uh they go to prepping you and you get out there, you know. They gave me a notice, they said, Mr. Robinson, we want to verify something. We noticed that you said you ha- are on no medication. She said, we mean, you know, you need to tell us what few, you know, medication you we have. You got to... something going No, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not being medicated. They said, you take no no, no pills? I said, zero. They're like, well. They said, well, how old are you? I said, 73. And they said, and you take no medicine for anything. I said, that, that's correct. I said, "So, what do you got? To, you got something lined up for me here? You fix to pour something down me?" She said, "All, all you have to take is these three right before they, the the eye man comes in." So, listen, I now know why I don't take medicine because I looked in a little. She handed me a little bitty cup, and I looked down at it was three pills in there. She said, "Take those," and she had another little cup. She said, "Swallow them with this." So I'm like, "What? What? Uh, what does this do?" She said. Uh, Well, it it will relax you. I said, okay, here we go. Relaxation is on its way. I popped popped them three, and let me tell you something, and I I washed them down, and I now know why I don't use pills because within about 10 minutes, I was in a stage to where you're awake and sound asleep at the same time. I'm it's like, like a dream. I know I'm awake, but I, I can't move my. I'm like, whatever's in that cup, I now know why people will go to great lengths to find some of it and give them five gallons of it. Because I said, good, not a living. I wonder what it was. I have no idea, but I don't want to ever go back down that road again. I don't know how they so come I'm up with this. I there, stuff. the guy, I see the guy coming. He's got a knife in his hand. And I'm just looking over. You don't at it, even care. But I'm just, yeah, uh, <laughs> So I said, Now I know why I don't get on this junk because man. Yeah. But so he takes it out and it's like light watching a light show uh like in colors, your eyes uh brilliant colors and I can feel that he's 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 Working in, oh you were my. like
1: on a psychedelic. Ah, you were going back what? to the late. He's 60s. working on my What's weird is this happened what three days it, ago? 20, yeah.
0: 20 minutes. That guy says, "Mr. Robinson, you good to go," and I said, "Uh huh." So I go <laughs> I in there. I thought you would at least I'm have i a- I'm aware. still aware. <laughs> and look, through that entire process, they're cutting into your eyeball. Through that entire process. And I'm back there after it's over in 20 minutes once they started walking up there with a the knife, I, I, I'm sitting there, and they say, well, they unhooked me. They got the drip coming in me. They, they, they get all their stuff off of me. And old Dan was there with me, you know. I said, Dan, I can't see too well because I'm, I'm I'm woozy. So Dan drives me back here. Well, I'm glad you didn't try to drive. <laughs> Look, at no time— did I ever feel not even a slight twinge of pain? There was absolutely zero. I thought, well, well that's weird. Within a couple of hours, that the, the that that those pills are worn off, and i and I've been sitting. there. Still no seat. pain. No pain. I don't understand why they
2: didn't give you a patch or whatever. I mean, they just said you, you don't need even need a patch. Well, you said a knife. Was it a laser? I say or knife. A knife. I just could see he had something laser. metal. He had a piece a of metal laser. in his I think hand. think it was a knife. Well, I don't <laughs> know what it was, but it was
0: probably how do you get into a man's eye and <laughs> take the one lens out and put another one in there? Jay's? you got to cut it somewhere. I don't think laser. I'd use a knife. I'm just saying. Well, I'm Maybe not a doctor. A
2: <laughs> Well, Dad, don't
0: know. Whatever was, it was He worked. was on a psychedelic trip. But what I'm saying but is, I'm saying, the thing I was... got back. and but then, uh, So I, I go in at 7.30. I'm out by 12 after the prep, staying and all that. I still had the same shoes on I started with. I'm in my britches here. So I didn't <laughs> have to disrobe and get under a sheet. Oh. So I'm just sitting back, leaning back. He does the deal. I stagger out of there, you know, and get back in the rig. We get home, and two or three hours later, I had to put drops in every three to four hours. Ever since then, for about you know for two or three weeks. Oh, that's another reason know, why it wasn't hurting. They're numb, oh, numb. Yeah, in they're you numb in your eye. Now yeah, I guess now so. It's making but anyway, sense. so I've just been putting drops in every three hours for the last three days. So here it is, Thursday. Can you see? It, it's good. Ha! Huh, I'm looking here at my Bible, and the guy said, "When we get done," he said, "Instead of you looking like this, look." Now, see, if I put it right here close, that's uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Instead of like this, he said, he took my took a pay, and he said, you'll do like this. You'll do like this. Well, from here, a little blurry, here, whoop, all clears up. He said, you'll be moving your Bible away from me just a little bit to read it instead of bringing it towards you. Right. I said, you are kidding. He said, no. <laughs> well, you should have done this a long time ago. <laughs> So now, I went from a one-eyed man to now, I would say, 2020. I the medical
2: technology has really just... What are you talking about? I figured, I thought they said... I thought he would have like a patch. Well, yeah, it. we're going to do the podcast. I was like, well, didn't Phil just have eye surgery? And you're like, oh, no, he's good to go. I said, well, he's ready to get out of the house. Three days
0: ago, I had eye surgery. Look, the dude fixed it. And the next day, on Tuesday, he said, come back up here on a at it the next day. I thought, Really? So I go back up there. He goes in there, and he looks at it. He said, everything looks good. And he told me to come back about one more time. So he started monitoring it. I'm just being careful not to get in the woods. F- well, Tearing yeah, down it. through the with right. four wheeler with limbs, hitting the upside head. So I'm yeah. just, I'm, 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 as they say, which is what caused I'm, the problem. I'm low. <laughs> I'm just not moving around. I tell much. you, I
2: know it made me think of. I realized these medical people, I don't know where they come up with these drugs and all this. I remember I had to do a colonoscopy and, you know, I I would do only one.
1: Do, I do one this year. Yeah, yeah. I tried Look, it one time.
0: Well, look. Here's what I, the point I want to what make. What stopped me like, was when he said, "We're going up in there." I yeah. said, "Going up in there." Look, I they said, gave uh, me a, explain that phrase. Well, do you dude? remember the? They gave me a
2: uh, <laughs> like a like a malt, and they said, "We want you to drink this, you know, and it'll clean you out, you know." So I'm in the bed. I take a swig. I'm telling you, within five seconds. <laughs> It's it was race. like, I got to find a commode. <laughs> it took me and a it minutes. literally lifted me off the commode seat, the power. And I thought, what kind of deranged mind came up with something? The same kind of mind immediately. That
0: you can be awake and asleep at the same time. That's what kind of mind.
1: So we got Valentine's Day uh, coming up. And so, you know, I know it's a, a really important day for Dad. It's um, my
2: favorite holiday. The payoff on Valentine's Day for a married couple. It's the best. It's
0: the best. <laughs> we should love our wives every day, of course. Yeah. But Valentine is kind of a special day for the women, I would think.
2: Or what are you talking about? It's for I'm getting a lot out of it myself. Or it's a made up holiday
1: for as Jay says, some some special loving or just to sell a lot of merchandise. Whatever whatever reason. I've been going with it for years. I don't see the downside Mm. to getting getting
0: flowers to women.
1: All right, so here's another good idea. Uh, Our good friends at Black Rifle Coffee Company say, get on some coffee. Who doesn't love delicious
0: coffee? Well, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah.
2: Do you think that'll work, Dave, for your woman? I mean, for the morning after? (laughs) I don't know how I can play that gift. I mean, I'm gonna have to think about this. We well, uh, might want to combine that with something else. But you know, who does a? I tell no, you what, I think it could be good because you, you know, this day you pretty much got everything going for you because they think this is supposed to happen. That's right. Well, maybe see, I should
1: appeal this to to yeah. our female listeners. If you're wondering where to what to get your I'm man, yeah. then here's a good man gift. Now, yeah. see, Black I like that, but yeah, now there that, you go. Let's that flip that. So I, we're gonna tell our women out there. Get you some good black rifle. We like the like heavy duty. So, you know, I gotta make sure Lisa knows I want the double black murdered out is what we like. You know what I could do?
2: But you could have the coffee in the package that you give her, like with the flowers, and say, After this crazy night, I'm gonna need this. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: That could work. So look, that's excitement and adventure all rolled up in one.
0: She's (laughs) like, ooh.
2: And look, the Black I Rifle... I must admit,
0: I haven't thought about that. The situation. Black
1: Rifle Coffee guys will be right with you, Jays because these guys are veterans. Uh, all of us, a veteran-based company yeah. and own company, so we love what these guys represent. They call it Freedom Field Coffee, which I'm all about. So look, you know, You're
2: combining two of the greatest things, the greatest sex... The on, coffee has a great look,
0: flavor, so you, it's a win-win. It's, uh, it's look what
2: you're combining, the greatest sex on earth, which yeah. is God's sanction between a married couple, and then you have coffee, which... I mean, you drink coffee all day. Black coffee. <laughs> so take the coffee, give her a gift, and you're going to have to add some flowers or something for her. Yeah, do something for her. Don't, in don't in this part hate. of
0: the country, that ought to
1: rule. <laughs> so, look, we're we're encouraging you to wake up to America. We're calling it America's Coffee. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com, BlackRifleCoffee.com, slash Phil. Uh, you're going to get you enter your discount discount code of Phil. you receive 20 percent off your first order of any of the coffee products they've got a black rifle coffee club which is a year-long thing you can sign up for they'll send you whatever coffee you like or if you want to like try different stuff uh, they do that as well we love their coffee that's what we're drinking right here on the unashamed podcast and we encourage you to do that do it for your men do it for your wife just make sure you put something frilly in there too
0: no, I did tell that guy. I said, let me tell you something. Where are you from? He said, a Mississippi. So he's from a little town over in Mississippi. I'd say he's about 45 years old. We'll give him a little plug here. Reed's his name. But I told Reed, I said, Reed, after what you just did on a man's eyeball, I said, by the way, he had a little mold, and he was showing me how this works. And when he explained how vision takes place and what happens with your eyeball. Let me guess, you gave the salt down, water speech. I looked down that mole. I <laughs> yeah. said, "I said I don't know what department it was <laughs> out there in saltwater that dreamed up an eyeball." I said, "But uh, oh. I said, Reed, I'm not buying it." I did a lesson. He one said, "You time. sound like that old uh, Ben Carson because he he's a brain surgeon." He said, "If you look at a human brain and an eye- eyeball." He said, "You will say no." Oh, I Salt did an evidence, make this. an oh, yeah.
2: evidence study on the eyeball. I mean, this is the most sophisticated uh, lens oh. in the world. You think of all the cameras; and oh. all, nothing compares to the eyeball. I mean, they, the the nerves
0: cross each other in, in your. I tell you what; I'll look this that one goes up. This over to the other side. And that one goes. I mean,
2: I'll bring that up at our next time we do a podcast and give you some facts on the eyeball. I mean, it it's like I'd like to see. It, oh it, oh it, yeah, it, we, it, we need incredible. That. I, I mean, I did. A so lot now of
0: it. I'm looking at that Bible. I can read it from this distance. I, it's just as clear as it can be. And I'm telling y'all, I hadn't had that kind of vision in in a decade. I know. Why amazing. I waited so long? I don't. know.
1: Well, just till it got worse. Well, so, so, so let me tell you my. You brought Ben Carson. I met Ben <clears> Carson, uh, Zach, and I did. I've met him and, myself. And it's one of my favorite lines ever. It's so funny. It just shows you how brilliant the man is. So he, we met him, and there were a little group of us down there. And he said, You know, he, he closed his eyes when yeah. he talks, you know, and he was like, He's a uh, soft spoken gentleman. A, a, a lot of people asked me, uh, a lot of the press, uh, Would I be able to handle an agency as big as the Housing Urban Development? Would, would I have the gravitas? to be able to run an organization like that. And he said, and I told them, well, it's not brain surgery. Because
2: <laughs> <laughs> he was a brain exactly. surgeon. Exactly.
1: I mean, I got so tickled. And he just said it like, you know, it's the typical Carson oh, magic. Yeah. But, I mean, we laughed and he hawed you talk talking about a brilliant man.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. He's awesome. Good man. Well, so,
2: I, th- I thought about, and everybody is, uh, <coughs> you know, I'm looking at some of these these emails we get in, but everybody's asking Oh, I had a lot of people asking about what I think about this coronavirus and you know, what if the world, you know, the world it it doesn't take much for the world to go into just sheer panic. Uh, meltdown mode. Exactly. Yeah. Cuz they're talking about which is look, it's tragic. It started they think it started from bats in China. And there's some people got it and people have lost their life, which you know, who knows the stats and but somebody had an interesting uh Article that I read that last year, just in the U.S., 34,000 people died from the flu, the normal flu. And I don't know what the numbers on the coronavirus is, but it had, they hadn't reached 34,000 people yet. You no, know, that we know of, right? Yeah, but it made me think of, you know, Matthew 8 and 9. Jesus was going from one disease and one sick person in one situation after another and having the power to heal them. And so when you think of all that the panic that starts and look we all get sick and we have eye surgeries and we you know I know in the back of my mind no matter what happens we have something better than a than a miracle you know we have the one who is able to control the atoms and the molecules just like that that did make me think I mean not to uh you don't take light of people losing their lives, and you have different strains of viruses and all that, which I think is from the evil one, honestly. But I thought, who who's naming these things? You know?
0: I mean, is there somebody – where where do they – I don't know. I'm just asking. I don't Probably know a, something as simple as, Joe, what we are going to call this one? <laughs> well, because yeah, I thought, well, they yeah, named the last – uh,
1: Was he drinking a Corona beer? Well, that's I what mean? I
2: thought. I thought, well, the last one they named SARS, which sounds – bad like AIDS. oh yeah, yeah right, right. that was like 10 15 years ago and this one there's like in my mind i thought they named it coronavirus i mean to me that's like there's three people in a room they're in charge of naming new <laughs> diseases and they haven't had one in so long you know they're not prepared and somebody's like hey we need to name this and they look around and they see a you know a corona bottle and it's like <laughs> coronavirus because i noticed something you know, my wife and I have been to a lot of different countries, and I've noticed there's there's always two things in all countries: Coca Cola and the signs that go along with it, and Corona. <laughs> is that right? Every country you go, there's a Corona sign and a Coca Cola sign. That's why they every call it Corona,
0: community. meaning it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I guess that's what they. This
2: is here.
1: Don't? So I look, this is just one thing. You know, this is on the internet. It says. The virus's temporary designation twenty nineteen n c o v is neither catchy nor pithy, so I guess somebody just started. Often, the virus is simply called coronavirus. I guess because it's got a COV in it, maybe.
0: So I guess it's just a nickname. You have to name it something. <laughs> well, it, if I give I guess you twenty
1: nineteen c quick... o v was just wasn't you know. I've not looked up the root word
0: for cataract. You know, or you yeah, have a, you have a cataract. Until you told me that, I had no idea what that meant. It's a foggy lens. I was
1: imagining, like, some sort of something had grown on your eye. That's what I thought. That's what I always thought when I heard cataract. This was
0: like a, it's like your
1: lens is cloudy. And they, so they put a new lens on, basically. Put a new lens. Just like a camera, just like our camera guys. I
2: I mentioned that Matthew 8, you know, in the first section, he healed a guy with leprosy. You know, and it's it was a funny line because when he said, "Lord, if if you are willing, you can make me clean," and Jesus, you know, reached out and said, "Oh, I'm willing, be clean." <laughs> and then he in the next section he healed someone who was paralyzed and they were going through terrible suffering. That that was in in verse five, and then in verse fourteen there was a woman lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her. And when he got to chapter 9 the reason I'm bringing this up is because I think it's uh it's an excellent point. In Acts 9 he heals, let's see, what was another paralytic. And he says this uh, at the same time the teachers of the law verse 3 said to themselves this fellow is blaspheming because when he came up to the paralytic he said, take heart, son, your, sin, your sins are forgiven. And they're like, blasphemer, you can't forgive someone's sins. And so then in verse four, it says, knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and walk? I love that question, which for the average man, we can say neither. You know, unless you're a doctor and you perform some procedure and, you know, you can say, get up and walk, but it's going to take some time. Right. He meant immediately. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, which he's already forgiven him of his sins. But then he said, well, since you'll know why I had that authority, he said, get up, take your mat and go home. And the man got up and went home. And my point is the reason I love that story is Jesus put more emphasis on your sins being removed because if you don't have any sin, you can have an eternal relationship with God because he has no sin. And then he kind of shows them why he's healing people. He's healing people so that you know that he has the authority to also forgive your sins, which is the greater issue with man. Right all right so we we're excited uh dad's favorite
1: holiday is coming up uh valentine's day
2: oh really yeah i didn't know that oh, was oh, your
1: favorite I, i'm
0: on pins and needles just thinking about it
1: because <laughs> <laughs> we know you know how heartfelt valentine's day is for you I'd to always person, find yeah. just the right gift for miss
0: Kate. i don't like where it. that came from valentine's day
2: <laughs> it's just a reason to get it on with your woman
1: like we need a reason for well, that. Well, I'm
2: saying I can count on one day of the year that no matter what happens, we usually get that right. You know, I just
0: wonder who dreamed up
2: <laughs> Valentine's Day. I'm
1: just well, you. Well, it's a Saint Valentine. I don't know. It's a great his. Well, anyway, so for that, Dad, that's not a big Valentine's Day person. You can get our, our tongue in cheek. Uh, but, you know, I, I get Lisa something. You get Missy something?
2: I just said always. Okay, it's good. A, so you The know, payoff well, is... Uh, I, you said
1: the back end. I was just wondering about the... Uh, oh, upfront. I'm
2: shopping on that day.
1: Okay, good. Yeah. So I got something for you here, and and we'll have to do it for Dad, because this is... You it. have to go online to get this, Dad. So hmm. there's a company called the BOOKS Company, B-O-U-K-S. BOOKS? BOOKS. I guess... Like Bukes. boutiques? Yeah, like, Bukes. Bukes. like oh, a bouquet. Oh, bouquet of flour. But it's oh, just okay. B-O-U-K-S. Now, how do you spell it? So B-O-U... Qs books. Oh, as in yeah. a bouquet of flowers. Oh, so good. Be the books, right? Okay. So you can go onto their website, and you can order flowers.
2: There you go for Miss K. Look, Phil, just think it's going to save you time because now you don't have to go pick them. Like I know you do. You know,
0: <laughs> ever since they couldn't count all the votes in in uh, Iowa, and they got the greatest computerized machine ever, I'd say it will not save you time to get on the internet. <laughs> and order flowers, but then maybe I'm wrong. You're yeah, wrong. you're wrong on this. You're wrong one. On you this mean one. you can order flowers you via it. the internet? You can do it. And you, you got to stop out the it. Amazing. You
2: see, you, you, right now, you're, you're a ditch stopper for yeah.
1: flowers. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> so here's the deal order today. Uh, you get 25% off your entire purchase if you go to slash fill, which I always love that. Slash fill. Mm-hmm. Books.com, B O U K S dot slash fill. Uh get twenty five percent off if you use fill in the code. Uh and look, you're gonna get some fresh flowers right to your door. Mm-hmm. According to Jace, it could be the best day of the year for you. No, it is. Getting
0: flowers to women so they, they're they're happier is has to be a great idea. It's a great idea. And women love flowers try. and it smells yeah. good. If you know. you, if you can't pull this off, you, you I didn't know these things. Yeah. So you need to tell Dan
1: to get on his black box and order. Get someone
0: scan. with a computer. Exactly. Yeah. Then you got it.
1: And will so we'll get ready.
2: Hey, later on that night. I'll do that. Yeah.
1: Get ready. Get yeah. ready. Hey. <laughs> there you go. Books.com slash Phil, 25% off. Get on it today. I think so, you're right. You know, I, if
0: you created uh, the human race <clears throat> by just from dirt and you – you breathe life into it, and and here comes the human race. It would be no problem with disease, microbes, ailments of it's all It's not sort. a problem at all. he doesn't You're consider not, it a problem uh, look if right. you, if you so so it, it makes sense. we were made in god's image we we people can be trained well enough being made in god's image. they can restore your sight. Right. I mean, they, they can do mighty things. Humans can. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're made in God's yeah. image, he gave you the ability to create cures, vaccines, well, viruses, uh, eyesight. You know, these blind, uh, two blind men were sitting by the roadside when they heard uh, that Jesus was going by. They shouted, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet. Shut up out there. Quit hollering at him. <laughs> But they shouted all the louder. I mean, they're blind, yeah. they're, they're, they're reaching. They're the, just hoping. They're just hoping. Yeah. So, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped and called them, and, uh, and he said, what do you want me to do for you? You know, like Jesus didn't know what they wanted to do. Lord, they answered, we want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately, they received their sight. And followed him. Right. So you look at these stories and you say, having gone through eye surgery in the last three or four days, you say, Man, what about a individual who could just do it instantaneously? Right. Because this took this didn't take but twenty minutes. Right. Man being made in God's image, he gave him the ability to help help their fellow man with and then, the removal of all kinds of ailments and sicknesses and all of that. And it's
1: interesting so you go over to Mark I think it's Mark 7 or Mark 8 and there's a guy there and he he's blind and Jesus makes a little mud patty. Yeah. So he spits yeah. and he yeah. makes a little mud patty, puts it on his eyes, then he takes them off and he said, "Can you see?" and he's he says well, I, I can see, but they people look like trees, you trees know. So he around. was like you, looking, trying to figure. Yeah. So then he touched him a second time. I was like, "Oh, there it is! It cleared up." So, which I've always thought was a, one of the most, you know, weird healings it's like ever. Bizarre, it's bizarre. Healings. So obviously he was trying. To, my, I, well, the way I teach that is that in the, right in that context, he's trying to get Peter to see what he's trying to tell him and it's like sometimes you gotta get a second touch to understand. I don't think Jesus had a power outage. Yeah. He was he was always teaching, you know what I'm saying? But if God
0: doesn't make
2: Accidents, uh, you know what I mean. But that he's was, got him where he's
0: looking at trees, walking around like people. And the guy says, "I don't know about this." But it was like a little
1: fine tooth. Yeah. Here a He said, like,
0: hey, "What about now?" You know. And I was uh, spit oh, yeah, on your fingers and say, "What about now?" <laughs> oh, that, that that cleared her up there. <laughs> <laughs> Which to me was always one of those. And bizarre... you think about it, and then being <laughs> promised glorified bodies, where none of this illnesses, sicknesses, tears the problems you run into you know on your journey on your your journey in life not knowing whether you'll live for the next 15 minutes or not
2: right. well yeah but you know, well, the, my my deal is most people
0: if they get diagnosed with
2: some dreadful disease or well then all of a sudden they start you know then they want to come to Jesus it, it's like they have the sickness that leads them oh, all of a sudden why? Oh, to yeah. the sinful, you know, behavior, which is there's a tie in there, and I think they get it backwards. You know, if you realize that God has forgiven you and you have God's spirit, so you're gonna be raised from the dead. It's guaranteed. I mean, there's a hundred verses that say that. Then why why are we that worried or why are we in pursuit of you know this these physical miracles. I, I've never figured it out. I'm like, well, you have something greater than that. Yeah. Now he, you know, in James five, which is later on in our Bible, and we're dealing with people who are in Jesus, and he he has some scenarios for. Okay, you remember at the praying, end where it yeah. says, yeah, if uh, and we do this at our church sure we do. today. Yeah. Which a lot of people are like. What what's going on? We did one Sunday. Yeah. Uh It my, says, it my it, it it, if anyone is sick, he should call the elders of the church, this is James 5, 14, to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. But here's my point. The next verse says, if he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. So that you may be healed, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. My point is, it comes back to the greater issue: is your your faith and your spiritual condition of your heart and your relationship with God. Because so so, what if the elders you know anoint you with oil and you are healed? You could go around and say it's a miracle; it happened. That's not going to change anybody's life. Right. They'll be like, "Did yeah. it?" Okay, have another one on me, but let's say it really did happen because I, you know, we've seen it happen. Sure, but we don't go around and preach that. We preach Jesus for the remission of sins because that is the greater point. That that is the point where everything else flows. Yeah, it's not wrong from. to pray
1: for the miracle. It, it's That's wrong right. to think the miracle in and of itself is is a bigger deal. And to prove your point, the young woman you're talking about is, happens to be my niece. She has she and her husband have really been struggling spiritually, and so guess what has happened in their lives as a result of finding out you have breast cancer. It it galvanizes the wait a minute, we, we need to make sure we're we're right with the Lord, we're doing the right thing. So to your point, even though she's praying for healing and we are for her, the spiritual side mm-hmm. is much more open. Which brings a bigger question. So is is disease and suffering and all the stuff we're talking about, is this from God? Is it from Satan? Does God allow it? Does he cause it? Those those are questions people ask. Because you go back to Genesis. Well, I always say I, <laughs>
2: I think it's of the evil one because he uses he, you have many examples of where he afflicted mm-hmm. someone. You know, you think of Job, and he had the sores on him and he, you know, but he, God, allowed God said, it. Don't you can do anything but kill him. And so he did it. He, you know, he killed his family. He Gave him the disease. So I think he's the culprit. Now, whether God allows, you know, you have where Paul says, you know, the Lord uh, allowed for me to have the thorn in my flesh, Mm -hmm. but it says a messenger of Satan sent to torment me. So whether it allows it for us to get our head straight. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't take it away from Paul. Uh, Of course, another one. I think
0: that it happens. uh, I think our faith is tested Right. In many ways, Right, and that's one of them. And I think he uses that in the broad sense. You but- know, st- if he performed a miracle, and if you saw one every 15 minutes, you would still have to believe that Jesus died for your sins and was buried and raised from the dead. Right. I mean, y- y- it wouldn't change the message and right. where your faith is rooted, what it's rooted in. Yeah. Well, he healed this one, he healed that one. You're like, I would still have to put my faith... And his death, the blood that removed my sins, being redeemed, the power of the Spirit given to me. Right. So, Well, you know,
1: you brought up Job, days When you think about mm-hmm. it, Job was questioning because he's trying to figure out why this happened. So Job's mindset, what he believed, and we know this because his three dopey friends showed up and started making speeches. And that's what the whole book is about. And they're trying to figure out what Job did wrong to deserve the punishment he was receiving from God. That was their view of God. They was like, well, you found them messed you up did somewhere. messed up somehow. And so they just made speech after speech after speech. And finally, at the end of the book, Job is just like twisted in knots. And he's like, I don't. And you read Job 31. He's like, well, here's what, here's who I am. And you read that chapter and think, man, I want to be that guy. He was an amazing man, which is why God trusted. him. But at the end of the day, God says, are you me? And then he has yeah. the little who are you. Yeah. And he was like, you're not me. So you need to just keep trusting and button up and and of course i'm paraphrasing and that's what exactly what Job did at the end of the day he said you know what you're right i'm not you and then god says he restored his health he restored he got you know he had more children he there was restoration but there was always the loss and god never told him why i mean he, did, he didn't in the book
0: mm-hmm. that's but, why i mentioned testing you the testing of one's faith that's right that's a good example it's a great example and well, i don't
2: know why this story popped in my head uh because i don't think it's exactly the same thing but i think their response is the same and daniel 3 you remember the shadrach meshach and abednego i just wanted to to share the what it says in daniel 3 you know they it, he, they come to king nebuchadnezzar and they say you know these these guys won't they're not bowing down and worshiping the, the, idols. the idols. they're supposed to. So it says, furious with rage, he makes this announcement that if you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up, uh, we will, you know, he went to the, you'll be thrown into the fiery, fiery, fiery. furnace. But their response is what I think our response should be when it comes to anything physical and anything happens to us anything challenges our life because yeah. that's where they were at they said uh we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter if we are thrown into the blazing furnace this is verse 6 17 the god we serve is able to save us from it and he will rescue us from your hand O king so you think well they're just like he's go ahead we're you know it's not gonna hurt us but then they say but even if he does not we want you to know O king that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of god you have set up of course we remember what happens of course that got them immediately in the furnace they oh, yeah. turned it they turned it up and then they look down there and they're like well, wait a minute there's four. Some well, Somebody that, showed up. And they're walking around <laughs> in the fire. I love that story. It's like Jesus showed up. But what about some faith? I mean, oh, they basically goodness. said he's able to save us. And that's the way I view any kind of physical condition. God, at any moment, can just go, "Boop, you're well. I We just read it, Matthew 8, not any condition. He just, from right. mud pies to, but if not. They're like, doesn't matter. I mean, we're we're fine. We're not worshiping you. We know because him being the miracle worker is greater than us bowing down to you, a mere sinful man, and worshiping an image of. With God. a miraculous
1: purpose, whether it was in that era before Jesus got here physically, or it was in Jesus' era, was always to point people to God. That's right. Or to Christ. But so how do we
2: miss that in religion? You know, you hear all these songs and they're it's almost I mean, I create Missy always punches me every time I hear these people like they're like, Hey, we're we're here today for a miracle. And I'm like, I got something better than that. That's not why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here for the miracle. I'm not chasing the miracle, which and religious people get upset because they're like, Well, do you believe in miracles? I'm like, Well, of course I believe in miracles. Sure. Because God is the miracle worker, but there's something more important to that. And what he did through his miracles, which coming back from the dead is really the only miracle that, Was It was the Trump miracle. Yeah. yeah. Not President
1: Trump, the Trump miracle. Once that
2: miracle happened, that pretty well superseded anything that could happen to me on earth. Because in the end, no matter if he cures my ailments or not, I'm coming back from the dead. So who cares? Yeah. I mean, they're like, oh, you got cancer. You have three weeks to live. All right, I'll be back. I mean, whether it, it's healed or it's not. And and like we say, we don't mind pursuing prayer. And we've seen some miraculous, thing, unexplainable things happen. Right. But we don't go around and say, let me tell you this story. That's what bothers me in the religious world. Everybody's telling the stories of the people being healed, and they're leaving out Jesus. Who's better than that? Right, he has the power of doing that. Yeah. So, which is which is maybe semantics, but I think it's an important well, point. It's, it's interesting
1: because when you when you fast forward from Daniel three, you were talking about to the New Testament. Here's Acts seven. You know, a uh, uh, new Christian, a fiery you know man of God, Stephen, and he's just standing up for what he believes in, and God allowed God allowed them to pick up stones and kill him. They mm-hmm. he didn't stop him. No. He never asked, but he was living that same thing you're talking about. He was ready to go mm-hmm. either way. And, in fact, at the end, he looks up into heaven and says, all right, here we go. You know, we're ready for the ride. And so, that, you know, it just shows you. there's that's to...
0: the formal introduction of the Apostle Paul. That's right. Who would be later struck down on the guy holding their clothes Hold or while, while they're stoning Stephen he to was, death.
1: He was the leader there. And so
0: here's, here stands old Saul. He's standing there watching Mm -hmm. it, and that's how God introduced him. That's what kind of guy he was. By the way, he said later on in some of his writings to Timothy, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength that he considered me faithful, appointing me to his service. Now watch. Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor, Ie Stephen, yep, his his introduction. That's what, and a violent man, right? He said, "I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief." So there's a lot of ignorance out there and unbelief, especially when it comes down to the power of God. Right? He went on to say, "The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love." that are in Christ Jesus. Here's a trustworthy saying and deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. We're back on his death on a cross right. in the middle of this context of who I am. I'm the worst. He yeah. said, I, I, I'm sitting there holding people's clothes while they kill the sons and daughters of God. He said, here I am. Did you? Ever, and it's pretty amazing when you say what God can do. You like, Did you
1: ever watch the movie The Apostle Paul?
0: I never watched
1: it. You gotta okay. watch it. You both have to watch it. I, I, I may, it's on your DVR. I tell Mon it because I, I recorded it for you. This, it's what I love about the movie. Jim Caviezel, who played Jesus in the Passion, you know, no, he, the and Passion he, was good, and he's a hardcore Catholic believer. Uh, Caviezel, he's great. He plays the Apostle John in this movie, and then there's a a guy I never heard of before who plays Paul. But what I love about the movie is it's set right at the end of his life when they were about to kill him. And so the way the movie is set up is John comes in, he's kind of interviewing him because they know he's fixing to die. He's at the end of the house arrest and you got all these believers running around. They're in Rome. Really, really well done. But here's what got me about the movie that you don't get in the Bible, but you imagine it to be real. And so the movie imagines it, that all the guilt that he faced. And so he, the whole time they're talking, he's thinking back to Stephen and to others that he Persecuting If killing. he
0: was an admitted blasphemer, persecutor, and a violent man, that's yeah. he was for to pick him right. to write most of the New Testament is pretty yeah. ironic.
1: Yeah, you need to watch that movie. I was I was blown away because I had not seen it until just fairly recently. I had heard about it, but I just never watched it because you know some of these movies are not great. But it, I look back, back at my me. past,
0: Al, and I see a lot of ignorance yep. and unbelief. That's you exactly say right. that that was well said by him. Yeah. When I looked at that, I said, man, I feel." there's the a way. picture of my, my past. Exactly right, mine too.
2: Well, it makes sense on, you know, you say, what does this got to do with the book of John? But you're going to get one miracle right after another. And when you try to dig into why Jesus was doing that, because you start seeing the uh, – the stupidity of people's response. You remember in John five where he heals the guy and then they're like, well, wait a minute you did that, but you told you healed him, but you told him to pick up his mat. It's the Sabbath. You can't do that. Yeah. I mean, the guy was healed. Everybody should be like, it's a miracle. And they're like, well, yeah, that's all great. But now he has his mat that he was laying on for the last 40 years and he's carrying it. We both Sabbath. His work. So I don't know who you think you are, Mr. <laughs> Miracle Worker. <laughs> but you just think how ridiculous it's that stupid. is. And that's why I'm saying this. You you might not think that's important, but when you, you get that out of whack on why Jesus used miracles, the the big picture theme of what God's purpose is for us. If you get that out of whack, you, you'll be doing Stunts like that. You remember that another example is the next chapter in John six, where they he feeds five thousand with the what was it? Five bread and two fish, or yep. two fish and it was two fish, five bread. Yeah. So you're like, well, okay, all those people are going to believe. I mean, that'd been enough for me because I was a fisherman and a guy who really likes good bread. Because <laughs> I guarantee you, if it's made from. God look, Almighty. This was divine scratch. This was a manna <laughs> from heaven. This is better than that, you know, that bread I was telling you about. I, called you, I called you the other night. No, look, that, me and Al were at some restaurant in like Arizona. Six,
0: six years ago. Yeah.
2: And I just woke up in the middle of the night <laughs> craving that bread. Look, it was in a black iron skillet. And Which the is bread, a good, good sign. It's oh. a good sign. And look, it, we, this is funny. It was me, and Willie. We took a bite of that bread, and Willie said, a wait, Waiter. And I was like, You know, Willie, you this never is know like what a, he's going to do. It's a fancy restaurant. He said, uh, We want a reservation for tomorrow night. <laughs> uh, we hadn't even, we're five minutes into the meal. <laughs> we hadn't and even and had our thust. Willie, Willie's like, We're coming <laughs> back and you're here t- chewing on the bread. I <laughs> said, <laughs> Good call. Jason, <laughs> Jason
1: said, Where was that restaurant? We had the bread and the iron skillet. And I was like, Uh, I, where were we you know he's yeah, in Arizona so I, I was trying to, in Phoenix, so I started looking trying to find it I know, never, never did find it, find it. Did somebody in Arizona but, if you're watching let us know where the, my, it's in Phoenix
2: my point is Jesus he does that and then when they came to him he said you're not coming to me because you saw the miracle you're coming to me because you want some more of that bread and fish That's right. I mean it was like what can we get out of it that, that's, that's, that's our mindset it's like we want God as an insurance policy, you know in case something bad happens, yeah, maybe he can get me out of a tight spot right but or give me the benefits of having God on your side, which you you just think people wouldn't think that Well you're but, right, Jay. the book of John
1: is basically seven major miracles or I'd say major seven yeah. miracles that Jesus does, and each one of them has a point beyond the miracle which is why John's such a unique approach to his story because he doesn't just catalog Jesus' life like the other guys do. He was very purposeful in making sure here's a sign, here's what God did, here's what Jesus did, but here's what he meant. And you get to John 9, and we've talked about this before, there's a guy there that's blind, And so Mm -hmm. as they're walking by and the disciples say, look at this poor sap, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically they tell Jesus, they said Well, they're like, whose fault is it? Yeah, whose sin caused him to be born blind? So they were going back to Job's friends of retribution, see? I was
0: in the eye clinic, and when I walked in there, I saw one of the brothers over there, and he waved at me, and I went over there, and I told him, I said, he said, what you in here for? He said, we we're in here because, you know, my wife has a cataract, yeah, Me too. I said, every time, I try to keep it as rare as possible, but every time I I walk into one of these clinics or one of these uh, medical outposts, you know, hooked on to the hospital, (laughs) they pick the check. Uh, I said, every time I come into one of these places there, I said, look, the resurrection looms larger. And look, when I said that, there was about an 85-year-old woman seated on my left, and she was like, he well, it not... better.
1: <laughs> well, look, so dad goes up to one of our, I think they're former members at our church, and he goes up. I guess you recognize his so dad shakes his hand, and he's like, You know, you know, the uh, age is creeping up on us. Yeah. And the guy looked all like, like, Dan was telling me this story. He, he looked like, like, what and then he looked he said well what'd you say and he said i thought you said aids is creeping up
2: oh because you were in the hospital oh yeah, you know. out, yeah and the like, guy's you know. like not me you know he's, he's looking at dad like that was crazy i was like well that's what happens
0: when you get old that's right
2: nobody can understand what the heck you're Well, that's right you can't and hear. nobody can hear you can't see Look, this is the old AIDS was
0: creeping in he said what oh yeah he yuck. thought all AIDS. aids was creeping in <laughs>
2: Well, look, this is the first year in the duck blind where, look, on several occasions I would be like, all right, here they come, on the right, y'all get ready. And when I look down, everybody's just like this. Nobody heard what I just said. But he's 20 that-
0: feet away looking down at the floor, well. and there's six men in between you and the speaker, and he's said, y'all get out right quick. I said, I think they're just saying that because they're saying, well, we alerted y'all. You just didn't hear us.
2: <laughs> so look, the next day, and we had this argument. The next day, I'll, I'll just look up some ducks. It look, it literally sounded like a plane crash. It just, whoosh, and I heard splash, 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 splash. I said, "In the decoys." And look, Phil went crack, 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 crack. He blew the <laughs> oh, and I'm looking. I'm like, in the decoys, because <laughs> you're trying to be quiet, because. Then they get up. My like, Why didn't you say
0: something? I'm like, Oh
2: boy. It took me about that time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Whereas the more the years go by, it's kind of like when you, the guy down on one end, Mm -hmm. can you hear me now?
1: (laughs) Well, you're trying to be quiet, so you're trying to pass a word down the line. So we've got
0: old men with hundreds of thousands (laughs) of (laughs) rounds shot next to their head.
1: We were telling a couple years ago, and Jay said, We we got. and so I saw there were two teal that went by. We had teal, bah, 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 bah. and Dad's like he's on the other end. He said, "How many?" And bam, bam you, nobody said. And they said, "How many?" And nobody said. And they said, "How many?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and
1: then we all fell out laughing because he was mad because like we were ignoring. He thought we were ignoring. But him, we but,
2: were trying to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, so I guess uh, this is uh, what we call this—the medical episode.
2: Well, no, I yeah, think really you, we needed to introduce the idea. I mean, you're not going to be able to go through the book of John and and handle all right the point. miracles without understanding getting the reason That's for right. it. And in our own lives, we look up. I mean, look, every other day you have some kind of medical condition by somebody.
0: Oh, yeah. I think and, the lesson that we should learn from our little conversation this morning you got the Apostle Paul. He said, I have this thorn in my flesh. I've asked the Lord to remove it. I mean, Jesus struck him down personally, gave him a job. You're going to reach the Jews first, then the Gentiles, turn them from Satan to faith in me. And 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 he knew he was as close as you can get to God. And he said, I have this thorn in my flesh. It's It was some kind of ailment. Yeah. But the Lord said, no. Nah, he said, "I he, he, I'll just leave well, you." Well, I think that. there. He, he said, was "My grace up. is sufficient." Right. So, my take on that is this: if you believe there's a resurrection of the dead, if you really believe that, whether it be cataracts on the eyes, in my case, my ailments have been prostate. Let's say kidney stone, prostate, and 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 my eyes. That's right. it. You know, everything else, rock on. So, I'm thinking I'm very fortunate. We are. Two or three things which weren't that big a deal. I take it all whether they said, "Well, you've got incurable cancer." I would say, "Bless the Lord because of the resurrection." Because right. well, anyway, you look at it all, it's going to come down to that. Exactly. We're not going to, and he may gonna, heal you, and he may not. But either way, there's
2: a bigger picture. Is what I was trying to do. what we experience in in Jesus, what he did on a cross and his resurrection trumps everything
0: it does and we
2: find in our weakness sometimes and when we're really low that is where God's power flourishes when you see when somebody I, that has every reason to when quit, I see mighty acts you know.
0: and people that they say this this uh, like the little kid a few years back uh, he, like his last wish was to see me and we went around I took him around on tractor and the little kid is still with us. And they said, yeah, he it's incurable. He's gone. Yeah. Well, he's still running around on was planet it, Earth. And I, I look at you, so how'd that make you feel? I said, well, it didn't trump the resurrection of Jesus. Yeah, right. Because no. the little kid, hopefully he'll live a ripe old age, you say, but he's still going to have to What's have. have yeah. a well, and guess what else?
2: God may just call you up like he did Elijah. I mean, you might just be. I've kind of, in the back of my mind, I'd like to go that way. Like a world. I'm just walking in a wood squirrel hunting, yeah. and just, shoosh, shoosh, like, whoa, where am I headed? Yeah. Going on? Like, Come on up here. Son. He has done it before. Yeah.
1: So Well, so anyway, good episode. Uh, I want to thank all the listeners and watch. Our podcast is growing, which means you're telling people about it, and we thank you for that. Uh, keep your questions coming in. I'll remind you of two things. One is, if you want to follow that around, and see what his life is like outside of the podcast. Uh, Blaze TV has a show called In the Woods with Phil, so check that out. Uh, also, Jason and I and some other guys at church, of course Dad does a church plant, we're preaching through the book of John, wfrchurch.org. So if you're not plugged into any place on Sunday, you want to live stream it and check out what we're doing. Jason and Missy do the worship as well, so check that out. So just a couple of resources for you. We appreciate you, and uh, we'll see you next time on Unashamed. We are so glad you're watching and listening to The Unashamed Podcast. Be sure to like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. That's going to keep you up to date with all the new episodes, and it's also going to let other people find out about our podcast. So keep spreading the word and watching and listening to Unashamed with Phil Robertson.